Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Anya McAndrew. Anya is a seasoned psychotherapist, an ordained high priestess, an ordained minister, and a spiritual guide residing in Western North Carolina. For the past 21 years, Anya has created and facilitated several versions of priestess initiation work in the U.S. and internationally, integrating a lifetime of therapeutic work with women. Anya is also a master shamanic astrologer, an imago couples therapist, and sacred sexuality educator. Anya synthesizes 45 years of wisdom into a holistic perspective that is highly accessible and spiritually empowering in these transformational times. She's written several articles, contributed to books, and has many audio teachings that can be accessed through her website, goddessontheloose.com. Welcome, Anya. Uh, thank you, Emmy. Good to be here. Uh, it's a blessing to have you with us, and I am so, so excited to be learning from you today. Mm, thank you. Now, Anya, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Hmm. Well, you know, I have been teaching women for a long time. And so I, pu- I actually pulled out the teaching that I have done on this very subject. <laughs> so, um, you know, for me, it's not it's not a simple answer, but I, I will do my best because there are several different aspects to uh, feminine power uh, from my perspective. And, you know, the, the baseline um, is self-care. Yeah. And you've probably heard this from many of your guests. It's really um, home base because until we as women uh, cease to give from an empty cup, which I have seen um, for so many, for so many years in facilitating women, um, then we can't really give appropriately. We have to be able to equally receive. So I would say that that is, that is number one, okay, mm-hmm. is to be able to give from an empty, from a full cup and not an empty cup. And then next, I would say that sovereignty um, is next. And that is, I would reference the original um, meaning of the word virgin, which means Mm -hmm. sufficient or whole unto oneself, Mm -hmm. belonging to oneself, sovereignty, a solid knowing of who you are in your own skin, in your belly. And this includes. also knowing who you are, knowing the archetypes that you carry. Uh, you could say the, um, the divine feminine aspects that you work with, your place on the wheel. And uh, from that perspective, I'm speaking about myself and as, as an astrologer. Um, the gifts you're here to give, your life purpose, and your own unique um, path to what is enlightenment for you. So that would be the second feature of feminine power. And then I would say the next feature would be 
acknowledging what it is that you're passionate about. What is your um, your own creativity? What moves you as a woman deeply and profoundly? And not only knowing what that is, but exploring it, feeding it, bonding with it, instead of making excuses or minimizing it or starving it, which women can often do by saying, oh, that will never work. You know, that's, that's, um, that's an illusion, that's delusional, whatever. Who do I think I am? Um, it's a really uh, common pattern for us as women um, to just minimize our dreams. And so that really um, means that we have to commit to what it is that uh, we find the places where we find our creativity and our passion um, and to actually do it, not just have plans and dreams about doing it, to actually do it. And then I would say the next thing is intention and focus. So beyond commitment would be looking at, you know, what your distractions are, um, setting good boundaries so that you can have some focus, you can have some, you can actually carry out your intentions, um, dealing with those distractions and extraneous energies, could be relationships, could be your children, could be, um, you know, whatever. Um, oftentimes, it's where our energy goes besides our own focus, which could be addictions, codependent relationships, negative emotions, fear, worry, you know, and I also in my work teach about the persecutor victim rescuer complexes that women get in to, we tend to um, uh, do, you know, persecutor, I mean, not persecutor, we don't tend to own that part of ourselves, but we do get into victim and rescuer a lot. Um, and, and really learning to let go of that old, um, those old patterns and surrender for the purpose of birthing ourselves and committing to our own spiritual path. And then I would also say as a priestess, um, one of the things that, that we focus on is embodying sacred experience. In other words, living in the now, in our bodies, grounded on the earth, immersed in our life as sacred, and ability, our ability to perceive all of life as sacred. And that all we do is also sacred, even the most ordinary experiences. So walking as love, walking as a blessing to all of those around us, walking in both gratitude and humility, uh, really important. And then the last thing I would say is that we're here to walk as practical mystics and wise women. And in order to do that, we have to balance our inner experience. In other words, our soul experiences, our intuition, our dreams, our visions, and our insights with outer action. In other words, what kind of world do we want to create and how can we be a force of compassion and justice in the world? And the phrase for that, for me, is very simple. It's priestessing the planet. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that's a, it's a, I love that phrase. Um, it was actually coined by the Wee Moon uh, calendar group of women uh, in 2002. So I want to, I just want to end with, um, with a quote by Audre Lorde, who was um, a lesbian feminist. And she was also um, a woman of color, a black woman. When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Goosebumps all over. Just from you reading that quote, that's beautiful. And I so resonate with everything that you've just said there, Anya, and recognize every single component also from my own path as initiations and opportunities for growth and something that I've been very consciously working on for quite some time now and and really trying to get to that point of where I am truly consciously priestessing the planet as well. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Well, I mean, I think you are priestessing the planet. <laughs> You're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's actually a really beautiful podcast name as well, Priestessing the Planet, getting some yeah. ideas here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. Well, Anya, I would love to hear a little bit more about your personal experience with all of this. And I would love it if you could share a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate and gain a deeper level of understanding of sacred feminine power within you and on your life's path. Mm, mm, yeah. Well, I am almost 70 years old and um, I have wanted to, uh, to at least semi-retire for many years, uh, but I've been so busy. Okay. So busy as we all have. And I think the challenge that comes to mind is probably a challenge that other women can relate to. And that's the last 18 months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what has happened um, for many of us in the last 18 months, I mean, we've, we've taken this huge pause, right. And, you know, there's been lots of um, there, there've been lots of challenges to that. Um, and for me personally, one of the challenges is that I have seen things in this situation, this worldwide situation that we have that other people have not seen. Um, people in my community, in my priestess community, um, have not seen what I have seen. Um, and, you know, specifically, it started for me with. Um, my work with women as clients and in my circles, I was seeing a fair amount of ritual abuse mm -hmm. um, and stories that were very, very similar. And I had been for probably mm, at least actively for the past 20 years, generally over the last 40 years, have been, had been really trying to figure out what was going on here. Well, this last 18 months in my own investigations, I pretty much discovered what's been going on, um, that we have a nefarious, um, we have some nefarious things going on on this planet. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And um, when I understood exactly what was happening, um, my uh, my I changed. <laughs> um, I um, I left a certain mindset that I had had. I left a certain perspective that I had had on the world, and with that, I lost my relationship of three and a half years. Um, I uh, said goodbye to several friends and I found myself, I found myself alone for a while as I was trying to figure out what was actually happening. It was as if I had a huge awakening. It was as if I could see that this really was a matrix, that this really is a matrix, and mm. I could see the man behind the curtain. <laughs> right. Um, and um, it, it was not um, it was not easy, um, but it was it was my truth, and I had to stand in that truth, um, which meant that. Um, I was also separating from certain people. Mm. Um, and that has been a difficulty, a, a difficult thing for me, but it's also been a blessing because one of the things that it has done is give me that semi-retirement that I've always wanted, that I've wanted for the last 10 years. Mm. It's given me um, my, my uh, instead of the, you know, constant travel that I was doing, um, the circles that I was doing, the, um, I was doing some international travel. Um, I instead went back to the personal journey as a psychotherapist. And I love facilitating the personal journey. Um, and I do that through my shamanic astrology work. I do that through some energy healing work that I do online. And as a psychotherapist, um, I'm also um, I'm also a trauma expert. So I work with trauma. So instead of um, having a limited amount of time to do what it is that I want to do personally, my own self-care, um, you know, really... I, I've been able to plant a garden <laughs> and work it myself, which I've never been able to do in past years. Um, I've started a meditation practice and a study um, on an ancient um, tradition of meditation that I just discovered. Mm. Um, and I'm only working eight to 10 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And that's a real shift for me. And it's a real blessing. I've also um, met um, new communities of people and I'm facilitating. Um, I was facilitating. We've taken a break for a while, but I've, I've been facilitating a circle of women who are like-minded. Most of them are priestesses. And so those of us who have been, you could say, censored, those of us who have been ridiculed, those of us who've been um, uh, 
really just minimized in various ways are finding each other. Mm. And we're finding that our spirituality is and our truth is intact and that we are going forth on our own ascension path. But it looks different than um, what uh, other people are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so that's been the um, that's been the hardship, and that's also been the blessing. And I'm um, I'm in a time now of conscious retreat. So I'm still working, um, but I'm spending um, less time with people, even than I was, and more time um, just. I would say investing in accelerating my own spiritual growth. And that's a, that's a joy for me right now. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing about that, Anya. And I think by saying what you've said, you've really provided a lot of medicine for the listeners as well. And many, many of them will be able to relate to what you are saying. And what I've also been saying myself uh, is that the last 18 months or so have for some people really been a time of going deeper and consolidating ever stronger illusions for themselves about who they are and what the world is about and for some it's been a total release and letting go of illusions that they might have been living in for a very long time and that is a very painful process for a lot of people Yes, it is. Um, And it's very necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, those of us who have done that have suffered greatly. Um, But at the same time, we are in a place, and I know that I'm in a place, that when the world shifts, and I know that it's going to shift, we're in the, um, the lowest point, I would say, of um, this dark night of the soul for the planet. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to come through it. I really, really believe that we are going to come through it and we are going to see, we're, we're going to see a new earth. I don't know how it's going to play out. I have some ideas about that, but um, some of those ideas um, are, are pretty dramatic. <laughs> We could have some pretty dramatic things happen. I mean, we think it's dramatic now, but (laughs) it could get more dramatic. Um, But I do feel we're going to come out the other side. And those of us who have, um, you could say, been um, exiled to the shadows (laughs) Mm. are going to be the ones that will have metabolized I think Don Delvecchio has coined this term, metabolized the trauma that the world is presently going through. Mm -hmm. And in metabolizing that trauma, we will be in a position to be able to assist others to metabolize it as well. Mm. Beautiful. I love that. Absolutely love that. And Because I truly believe that people need to know whether they understand it or are willing to understand it. I think it is absolutely crucial that the information gets out there and is 
spread to larger and larger communities. And I was wondering if you would be happy to go a little bit deeper into what you said earlier on about having seen the man behind the veil. What, what did you mean by that? Um, well, um, you know, it can get, <laughs> we can go down, we can go down many rabbit holes here, Emmy. <laughs> sure, I understand that, yes, yeah. Um, but I would say generally that um, I have known about this uh, this group that has basically taken over our planet um, as the, I used to know them 40 years ago, 45 years ago, as the Illuminati, mm-hmm. right? The syndicate, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you can think of them as a syndicate. <laughs> um, but I've gone into uh, the galactic rabbit hole as well because I'm a, I'm a universal citizen. I, I, I believe that we have had, um, we have been influenced. We have been genetically altered. We've been invaded. We've been controlled. We've had you know, a vibrational or electric fence around our planet for a long time. We've had help and we've had, we've had interference both um, for a very long time. Uh, Some say 26,000 years. We're at the end of a 26,000 year cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, Some say it's been way longer than that. But even if we just talk about 26,000 years, my astrology teacher talks about 26,000 years is probably the 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 biggest length of time that humans humans could even imagine, right? Um but we're much older than that. We've been on the planet for a long long time. And um that's where it started, you know. It started a long long time ago. And we have our history has has never been taught to us the way that it really is we're learning that history has been it's been rewritten it's been uh foisted upon us um in our educational systems it's time really emmy for us to question everything yeah everything mm-hmm. you know as a priestess um walking the path of of the of the priestess and really to a certain extent learning the stories of the goddesses of the various goddesses you know i've even gotten to the point where i i want to check out some of these goddesses a little deeper <laughs> <laughs> because there are some that are um that are part of this dark network Mm. Uh, some of the some of the Middle Eastern goddesses. So I think it's it's important for us um, to just be really aware and you know aware of of what we we've, we've all been involved in, what we have um, taken as truth. And to just question everything, even mm. those of us who have been on a feminine spiritual path for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, how might we, how might we stray, you know, over to um, the dark side, really? Um, because it's all about choosing a path of, of love and light right now. We all have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easy to have one foot in the dark. It's not as easy to bring both feet into the light and say, you know, I am here to serve life. Um, however it is that you do that. I came across a, a quote that I wanted to speak to along those, those lines um, last night as I was thinking about this interview today. And it's from um, this particular tradition that I am studying presently. Mm-hmm. And it's um, the tradition is called the Amartya um, tradition. And this is one of their principles or one of their, what are called Shastras. The Supreme gave breath to men and women so they might tend this earthly garden and keep watch over all its creatures. Most fortunate are they who work to comfort and relieve the suffering, for it is only they who will find, through their acts, liberation from the suffering they may have caused. A path of darkness awaits those who live for themselves alone, but the caretakers of life's garden will, through their virtues, be lifted into heaven's grace. Hmm, that is And beautiful. that, for me, really, really spoke to the path of, of standing for life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there are many, many ways, for instance, that I have not in the past stood for life. You know, I'm rethinking concepts like abortion. Um, I'm rethinking and questioning everything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a it's it's actually very liberating. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. So if there's anything in particular you want me to to dive into, I, I can do that. Um, sometimes it's triggering to you know, to, to people to, to get real specific about things. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to, you know, for instance, you know, we could talk about this experimental injection that's, that's being pushed on people around the world. Well, you've just read my mind there, Anya. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, I've just learned that, you know, this present, um, quote, administration um, of the U.S. government is now going door to door (laughs) Mm -hmm. in my in my state. And so I immediately went on to Amazon and I got some private property, do not trespass signs. And I put one on my door and two on my property. And, you know, I would never have done that in past years. I mean, it's just not Mm -hmm. my style. (laughs) Yeah. It's not my style, but, you know, it's not, 
it's it's not legal. It's not ethical for uh, for our government to go door to door and to question people uh, around whether or not they've gotten this experimental toxin. Mm-hmm. And um, there are there have been more deaths now um, than in any vaccine effort in the last 30 years. That's right. That's right. I mean, the figures are really sobering. It is. And they're probably very low. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. If you look at governmental statistics, it's around 1% that gets reported. And I've been following the, the figures in Europe. I've been following the figures in Australia and different parts of the world. And it is absolutely staggering how this is allowed to continue with so much evidence of deaths and adverse reactions, some of them very serious and long uh, life lasting. Yes, Hmm. exactly. Exactly. And, you know, so we have to, we have to assume then that it was really never about the virus, was it? Absolutely it not. was always it was always about the vaccine, you know. And we have something that um, uh, is very um, we have something called the Georgia Guidestones that's very close to where I live um, in Georgia. Um, and the Georgia Guidestones, nobody knows their origin really, but it's it's quite a monument, and it really just spells out um, that the intention is to um, reduce the population to 500 million worldwide. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's right in front of us and it's always been right in front of us. It's just that we have been so dumbed down, especially in the United States. Our food has been toxic, you know, has been poisoned with GMOs. Um, We've gotten, as a culture, we've gotten addicted to sugar. We've gotten addicted to so many different things that we take into our bodies. We've had chemtrails. Um, We've had, you know, Roundup um, in our soil and in our water. We've had, you know, the the pharmaceutical industry has, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how many um, prescription drugs the average person is on, but I wouldn't even want to, to guess. Um, And so we haven't been able to think for ourselves. You know, we've been systematically um, really just numbed over time. Mm -hmm. And that's not an excuse. It's not an excuse for not waking up. Um, But there are some people that just, like children, they don't have the capacity to to know what's going on here, mm-hmm. um, but parents do. Yeah. And um, this this is the time. This this is a spiritual intelligence test. <laughs> yes, <laughs> spiritual IQ test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is your spiritual IQ? Are you still, you know, are you still uh, uh, hooked in to new age spirituality, love and light at all? Or 
are you are you able to see what's really going on? Are you able to see the shadow? Are you able to see your own shadow? We could talk about shadow work too. Mm-hmm. This is a time for shadow work. This is a time for for all of us to grow up, for all of us to mature, for all of us to take a look at all the ways um, that we have pushed away those issues that uh, we need to deal with in order to become grown-ups on this planet. Mm-hmm. So shadow work is a, is a big one. And I think I spoke to some of that in, in my definition of authentic female personal and spiritual power. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. you know, we have to look at the ways that we as women rescue other people, make excuses for other people, um, you know, the government would never do this to us. <laughs> you know, um, there's so many ways that we we just push it away to try to make life easier. And I think that there is a divine plan here, really, in the fact that things are getting more and more difficult mm-hmm. and that we're experiencing more and more pressure. Yeah. Um, because hopefully that pressure, that difficulty is now, and maybe you can tell me what you see. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in the boonies of, of North Carolina. I'm not out in the world very much, but I do. Um, I do. Uh, listen to uh, several channels, um, spiritual people, political people across the spectrum. I try to get information about what's going on, but I do think that, that people may be waking up based on finally questioning this narrative that's being pushed at us. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, from what I'm seeing, unfortunately, there are still so many people who are completely, completely asleep and who are not willing to even open one eye to look a little bit deeper and do a bit more research. Um, I'm talking about um, communities around me. I'm talking about friends and acquaintances. I'm talking about family members. And no matter what you say to them, no matter what kind of information you are sending to them, the message just isn't getting across because there isn't a willingness to open up to that. It might be too scary for them to to let themselves open up to it. Um, But at the same time, I think we do have more and more people waking up and more and more people really starting to question everything, as you say, and starting to look for answers that are beyond what is pushed into our living rooms through the TV and through social media and through our so-called traditional channels of news and the so-called truth that we have been bombarded with for for centuries, decades and centuries. So, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing both sides and it really hurts to witness and observe people you care about and who are really close to you. going deeper and deeper into this illusion and refusing to question anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, 
it's um it's really sad and um it's you know it's mind control and we've been yes. mind controlled for a long long time so yeah. it's understandable to a certain degree um, yes but it's a it's a question that um many of my sisters and I ask each other why why can't they see <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um, it's a big question yeah it absolutely is a big question yeah. It is a big question. Hmm. And I mean, what we're currently seeing is this global mass hypnosis that's yeah. been on in, in the making, for, as you say, for decades, for centuries. But I think yes. the last 18 months and the, the constant, very systematic fear mongering that we've been exposed to is, mm -hmm. is really contributing to that mass hypnosis in a big way and they know exactly what they're doing it's a very well planned out yes. way of reaching the masses and keeping people in that state of of sleep yes. and fear yes but the good news is that you know one of the one of the people that i follow is a woman you may know of her her name is lisa renee mm -hmm. yes and Lisa has been very positive over the last um, several months. I would say the last maybe four or five months that the the spiritual architecture on this planet is changing. Mm -hmm. So what we've had is we've had architecture. We've had uh, reversals of all kinds that have been happening. So in other words, what you see is exactly the opposite. Right. <laughs> right? That's the, the whole uh, gender distortion program uh -huh. right? that's been going on, what Lisa calls the sexual misery program. Right. Um, and the way that they've been harvesting um, the energy of the feminine mm -hmm. um, in all kinds of nefarious ways, which is why I say that as priestesses, we need to question everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, but but I suggest um, to our listeners that are interested in this topic to go to www.energeticsynthesis.com and to um, to subscribe to Lisa's um, newsletter mm -hmm. and to um, you know it's it's uh, it's a bit uh, complex because she's a grid worker. Right, but you get the sense. It's almost like you can actually. I like listening to it once she once she publishes on it on her website. You can actually listen to it, and her voice is is very soothing, mm -hmm. and it's it, it becomes a transmission. So you just get what's going on and the kinds of shifts and changes energetically that are going on on the planet. So this is not going to be able to be sustained. Mm -hmm. This particular scenario is only going to last so long and they are getting more and more and more desperate. But the problem is that they're going to take out as many people as they can along the way. Unfortunately so, yes. And I think that desperation is exactly what we're seeing right now with the increasing restrictions and the the door-to-door -door campaigns that you were speaking to and what's just recently been coming out from Canada and France and 
many, many other countries with the notion of the mandatory vaccines, where they call them vaccines, injections yeah. uh, for health workers. And um, if you want to go to the mall or you want to go to the cinema or go to the pub, you have to have proof of having had this injection done. So it is it is turning into a bit of a squeeze at the moment, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, the other thing that gives me great hope is um, is the, this whole idea that comes from 35 or so different cultures called the um, some some call it the solar flash or the event mm-hmm. or the um, the harvest or the rapture, whatever you want to call it. Um, it is real. And it is, um, it's apparently being um, facilitated somewhat by the positive galactics. And it's also been, it's overdue. We're overdue for it. So we will be experiencing something like, and it'll, it's, a, it's an event that ha- has to do with the sun. And we all know that the Schumann resonance and the, and the solar activity has been changing us. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an event that could very well happen um, in the next year to the next several years. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. Um, right. This event, when it does happen, will change consciousness. And we need an upgrade so badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we need a wake, we need a wake up call because it's not, it, like you said, it's not happening fast enough. And the, and the, the plan, their plan has been in place for such a long time that we're not organized. We're not as well organized. We're not organized at all. Really. Some of us, there are some groups that are traveling around the U S um, to really wake people up. But in the meantime, this, um, this injection program just keeps going on and on. And my hope is that there is, there is actually an antidote. And I think there is, I don't think that, you know, the divine would allow this to go on without the possibility of some kind of an antidote to it. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that, that we will see people leaving the planet and people already are leaving the planet. Yes, big time. Um, and in a sense, that's their ascension because I think mm-hmm. I think that this time uh, guarantees that we will all ascend in some way. We all will somehow get the opportunity, except for those who who um, who are against life. Mm-hmm. That those of us who, um, as David Wilcox says. You know, if you're even 51% for life, (laughs) you're going to graduate. You're going to (laughs) ascend, which means you're in service to others rather than in service to self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So um, I I do believe that, you know, if we can get through this time period, um, that, you know, we, we may see a time of, uh, peace and prosperity on the other side and mm-hmm. access to all of these 
you know, all of these inventions, all of this technology that we've been denied for the last hundred years that we mm-hmm. could have actually had. Right. But right. as people, you know, as people, as the, we're in a time, as Lisa talks about, we're in a time of disclosure. And as this disclosure comes out more and more and more, um, that's the real possibility for people waking up. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to see. It's all up in the air. We can't we can't say anything for sure, can we? No, we can't. And I, mean, I think the most important thing for us to do is to keep rooting into love and choose yeah. love and choose light and life consciously at all times, no matter what kind of choices and decisions people that, that we love are making. How do we still root into love and continue to spread that sense of love all around us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there are three L's there. Life, <laughs> yes. light, and love. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. those three, you know, those those three can really guide us. Mm-hmm. Really can guide us in this in this time. And just to continue to open our hearts to even those who have made a decision that um we don't agree with or that are uh, attempting to persecute us. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about, well, what if, if they come to my, if they come to my door, how do I want to, what do I want to say? How can I be loving? And at the same time, firm, how can I set Mm -hmm. my boundaries? And at the same time, you know, um, be heartfelt about it. It's, you know, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, for sure. And and perhaps that is the greatest challenge of all uh, in this current time, especially for those of us who are working in this field and who are doing the healing work on the planet. You know, how how strong are we (laughs) in our conviction and standing in our truth and speaking our truth about all of this? Yes, yes. Without endangering ourselves. Yes, really. I mean, exactly. you know, um, I I don't know about you, but I've been in the trenches, um, you know, in many lifetimes, and this is not my life to be in the trenches. This right. is my life. This is my lifetime to to really be to really be a healer. Um, but when I have the opportunity, um, like this one that you've given me, I will speak my truth. Um, but not every venue is is one really welcome to do that. And no. so we have to be we have to be careful. That's so true. That is I, so very really, true. I really appreciate this opportunity. So it's wonderful mm. that that you're that you're open and like-minded um and awake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I do have to say that um this this has been a path for me as well. And, and the way we've been talking today, it is the kind of discussion that I have been scared to have on this podcast for quite some time. But it is also for me about stepping fully into my sacred feminine power and speaking my truth. And if that triggers people, well and good. If if some listeners get offend, offended, I am truly sorry that we're offending you. But again, this information needs to get out. So for yes. me, it's also yes. about opening up that platform and, you know, opening up channels and avenues for the truth to come out. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Anya, I could be talking to you for hours and hours <laughs> about this. And, and you've shared so much already and given us so much information and inspiration. Um, if, if our listeners wanted to find out more about what you do and perhaps even work with you, Anya, how would they find you? So uh, you can go to my website, which is easy to remember. You don't even have to remember my name. <laughs> it's goddessontheloose.com. And um, everything is there. I have a brochure there. Um, I'm not doing priestess circles right now, um, but I am doing personal work. And I hope to... Uh, once we're through this, I'm, I keep getting that by spring or summer of 2022, we're going to be able to travel again, but that could be that, that could, that could be an illusion. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without a Vax passport and that, that would be mm-hmm. a lot of rapid change. I think at this point, I'm, I'm not as hopeful, but maybe within um, a couple of years, I will be starting to do priestess initiation journeys to, I had Malta on the, on the books mm-hmm. uh, last spring and was not able to, to go. Um, so the first place I'll be going is Malta. My, my shamanic astrology teacher and myself co-facilitate trips every year, except for the last two years mm-hmm. to um, the Celtic lands, either um, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, or the Avebury area um, of England, where there are some amazing, amazing um, earth temples. You know the, the sacred sites there, the the chambered cairns and the stone circles and the um, dolmens. And then the personal journey um, is what I'm offering right now, and that includes uh, shamanic astrology. Um, which is the way I usually start to work with with people because shamanic astrology has been a um, a wonderful, enlightening way to teach people um, about the gifts and the archetypes and the complexes that they they are working with in this lifetime. It's like your own personal your chart is like your own personal crop circle. It's your own personal vibratory field. And so understanding Mm -hmm. that as a personality theory and also as, um, as a, you know, unraveling the great mystery of, of who you are in this lifetime has been a real, real gift. I also work with couples. Um, I'm a couple's been a couples therapist for a long time. Love to do couples charts as well. So Mm -hmm. those are the, those, those are the things I offer. Um, and, um, as I said, I'm a trauma therapist as well. So you can just go to my website, goddessontheloose.com and just have at it. There's just everything that I am is there. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I understand that you've also got a gift for our listeners. Oh, yes, I do. Um, so every new moon is a, a beginning time for all of us. And the moon is, is a reflective energy, you know, um, and from my understanding from the galactics, we have recently just reclaimed the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not that before. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but we can, I think we can pretty much trust the moon again. And, um, and every full moon is 
a celebration time, a time of fullness. So what I'm offering is a new moon ritual or ceremony. And it's really helpful because you can you can use it to do some shadow work as well. You can um, pretty much list what it is you're working on, what it is you're letting go for the month, and what it is you're calling in. And put it on your altar. Leave it there and do the same thing at the new moon the next month. So I'm offering a new moon ritual, which is... Um, printable um, and frameable and you can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the URL, I, I guess, is available, but also to remember that along with the URL, you have to have a password mm-hmm. and I'll just speak the password too, but you'll be listing it as well. Think of goddess on the loose G O T L dash 2021. And that's the password. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And I am so looking forward to downloading this this uh, document myself and, and really starting to put that into practice myself as well. Awesome. Thank and you so much. Say, Anya. Yes. Yeah, I'll just say one more thing that even more specific than the new moon is the is the moon phase that you personally were born in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's your own personal new moon. So if anyone is interested in that, um, you know, uh, email me and um, it can be part of a shamanic astrology reading to find out the ways that you were born in. Mm -hmm. That sounds absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for offering all of that to our listeners, Anya. And thank you for everything you've shared all all of your energy and all of your wisdom and your grace and thank you for speaking your truth to us i really really appreciate that uh thank you emmy for the opportunity blessings to you blessings to you too thank you now everybody just for a moment let's focus our intention and our awareness on this beautiful, perhaps triggering energy, but so needed energy that's been activated today. And just imagine sending that to everybody and everything everywhere on our planet to remember that we are all one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also heal and ascend. Thank you so much for listening.